Hey guys, before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to take a quick second to tell you about a Facebook group that I started that you can join. It's called the DIY SEO Community, and it is free to join on Facebook. So this is a group of bloggers and solopreneurs who are trying to grow an organic audience for their website. So this is where you can ask questions about inbound marketing, get website feedback, and chat about digital marketing strategies. So whether you want to talk about SEO, content marketing, social media, conversion optimization, or digital analytics, this is the place to do it. You can help us build up this community. To find it, all you need to do is on Facebook, search for DIY SEO community. Hope to see you there and enjoy the episode. Let's dig into every detail that you need to know about internal links for SEO. We'll start by going over what internal links are, then we'll review why they matter for SEO, and finally, we'll walk through the method you can use to build out internal links on your website. And now it's time for some more DIY SEO tips with Jennifer Rogina. Internal links are hyperlinks where the source domain and the target domain are the same. So there are links on a website that point to different parts of the same website. Internal links keep you on the same website, whereas external links take you to a different website. There are a variety of elements that can be used to create an internal link. So the most common internal links are in the main navigation, text links, image links, and footer links. So we'll go over those four different types now. So the main navigation menu is usually found at the top of a website near the logo. The navigation menu on a website will, for the most part, be filled with internal links. Sometimes you'll find external links included in a navigation, but the majority of navigation links will be internal. The next are text links. So text links are words or phrases within your content that have a hyperlink. Often the text will be formatted with blue text and sometimes it includes an underline. It doesn't have to be blue, a link can be any color, but that's just the convention that's the most common color that you'll see. This type of link, the text link, this is the most common type of link for an internal linking SEO strategy. Next are image links. So images can be used as links as well. This can include button images, infographics, charts, any kind of picture. This type of link can be helpful for readers if there is a page that would be an obvious benefit to someone who wants more information related to the image. Image links don't carry as high of an SEO benefit as text links, but use them when it makes sense for the reader. Don't focus on them for your SEO strategy. And then lastly, footer links. So at the bottom of a website, you sometimes see secondary menu systems. These are footer links. Now, many years ago, stuffing links in your footer was a good SEO tactic. This is no longer the case. If it makes sense for the flow of your website to include links in your footer, then do it. But don't waste your time including them just for SEO benefit. Okay, now let's go over why internal links are so useful. So first, they provide navigation. Internal links create the pathways both readers and search engines will use to navigate your website. So whether the link is in your navigation and specifically intended to guide the reader, or it's a text link within an article, these links are how your community will access the various parts of your website. Like your readers, search engine spiders will also use the links to look around your website. Following links will inform the spider that the page exists. If you create a page and there are no internal links from any existing pages, it will be lost. It would be an orphaned page. 
It wouldn't be impossible for people or crawlers to find it, but it wouldn't be easy. If you want your page to be viewed, make it easy for people and search engines to find it by adding internal links. The next reason why you want to use internal links is they create your site hierarchy. So internal links create the structure of your website. Depending on the path you need to take to access a page, it helps identify where it is in your site hierarchy. So a website hierarchy should look like a pyramid. The home page is at the top, then the category pages, and then the specific article pages at the base. Your internal links create this structure. So this is not only important for the ease of navigation, but it also helps distribute authority, which brings us to the next reason, they distribute authority. So internal links can help distribute the value of one page to another page. This is sometimes referred to as link juice or page rank. So this makes any backlinks that you've earned have a greater impact. The value given to one page trickles down to the links on that page. It's common for your homepage to have the majority of total backlinks for your website. Adding internal links on your homepage to deeper pages on your site will share some of the value that your homepage is receiving. Okay, and then lastly, they increase dwell time. So adding internal links can increase the time that users spend on your website. When they visit the page and they see a text link about a relevant topic, they may want to click on it and dig deeper into the subject. Viewing another page on your site and staying on the site longer tells Google that your page was a relevant, useful result. And these are metrics that Google cares about, so it can have a positive impact on your search rank. Now, when you're creating internal links, remember to always keep the reader in mind. So this is true even if you think SEO is your only goal. The only long-term SEO strategy is to keep users in mind. Search engines are constantly updating their algorithms to make results better for users. So you should have the same approach. Add links that provide value to the reader. The link should be important enough for the reader to leave the current page and read that page instead. Okay, now let's take a minute to talk about where we should be adding internal links. So when creating internal links for SEO, you will most commonly be adding text links between blog articles. So you don't need to add several links to the about page and contact page. Those are already in your main navigation. You want to make it easy for readers to navigate the more complicated pieces of your website. So this normally means the deeper pages, such as blog articles. Now let's take a minute to talk about how we format a link for SEO. So this is going to make the most sense if you click that link in the show notes and go view the full article, because that way you can see exactly what it looks like to create a link. So it'll be a little bit more challenging to visualize it here in the podcast, but we'll discuss it for a minute, but just make sure you click that link so you can see how to build out an internal link. So you'll add links to the most relevant piece of text in a sentence. Don't add text such as click here to use as your hyperlink. You want to use the text that is already in the sentence. You don't want to hyperlink words like here, download, click, watch, play. You want to make sure it's a phrase that helps describe what they are clicking on, like complete guide to keyword research or how to write a meta tag. So you might have a sentence that says something like, Do you know how to write a meta tag? And then you could hyperlink the text part that says write meta tag 
to the article. So you're not saying, do you know how to write a meta tag? Because if not, click here and then adding the click here. So you'll create the link using the existing sentence. And don't over-optimize your link text. So don't try and make your link use the same exact keyword you want to target. If that happens sometimes, it's not a big deal, but don't make it happen every time. You want the link to be natural and the sentence still flow and make sense in the article. Okay, so to get the details on how to actually create the anchor tag to create the internal link tag, you're just gonna wanna click on that link and check it out. Okay, and then just a little reminder, you don't wanna use no follow for internal links. You can tell search engines not to follow a link by adding rel, R-E-L equals no follow as one of the link attributes. This is helpful for external links and blog comments and links in guest posts. This is not something you wanna add to internal links. Years ago, you were able to add no follow to internal links to send more value or link juice to the links that you want to rank. If you try to do this now, you'll just lose that extra link juice. It won't be distributed to the remaining links. And then when you're creating your internal links, you wanna keep your internal links unique. So when you're adding internal links to text, add them to the first relevant text on the page. If the topic comes up again, there is no need to add another link to it. And that is specifically on the same page. So if you mention the same thing in every paragraph on the page, you don't have to link to it every time. Just link to it where it appears first in the page. If you add the same link multiple times on the page, Google will only pay attention to the anchor text used in the first instance. So you should keep that in mind because it applies to your navigation as well. If you're including a text link, but the same link appears in your navigation, the anchor text used in your nav, if that appears first on your page, will be what Google pays attention to. And then how many links should you include? So include as many internal links as necessary and useful. So that normally means add anywhere from two to five links to a 1200 word article. Don't overdo it. If your page includes more than 100 links, search engines may start to ignore the links. That might sound like a lot, but when you include all the navigation links, they add up fast. And of course, depending on the page and the site, search engines could be okay with closer to 250 links on a page. There isn't a solid number to aim for when it comes to a number of internal links. Instead, go with what's best for the user experience. All right, now let's go over a foolproof method that you can use to regularly add internal links to your website. So each time you add a new blog post, you wanna review your internal links. You'll wanna add links to old articles in your new article, and then you'll also want to add links to your new article in the older articles. So there are plugins and tools that you can use for this. However, I find the process works better if you don't automate it. Some things are just better to do manually. You really wanna review and make sure you're adding links that are beneficial and not just finding keyword matches and just assuming that a link there is going to make sense for people. Okay, so this is a four-step process. And again, if you wanna review the text for this, just click that link in the show notes. I've got it all outlined there. So the first step is you'll create a spreadsheet. So start a simple two-column spreadsheet. One column will be the page URL, and then the other column will list keywords that you're targeting on that page. And only include URLs for pages you want to focus on for your SEO efforts. So this will primarily be your blog pages. I wouldn't include your homepage, contact page, about page, or category pages. 
Those will naturally have several internal links, and there won't be as many relevant opportunities to build those up during your regular blog updates. So keep the spreadsheet simple. Don't stress about putting exact keywords. Instead, put the main idea. So for example, if you have a page that you would want to rank for the phrases, what is a meta tag, meta tag, and metadata, just add meta under the keyword column. Because when you do your search, meta is going to find all instances of that. And since you're reviewing it manually anyways, you'll be able to quickly go through and identify which terms are relevant to this article. Okay, so step two, add old article links on your new article. So each time you publish a new article, you'll want to review it and identify where you can add links to existing articles on your website. Including links to your older articles in your new posts signals to search engines that the old content is still relevant and fresh. So what you'll do is navigate to the article that you just published. Refer to the existing spreadsheet you have with your existing posts and keywords. That's what we just talked about in step one. And then you'll use control or command F to find keywords from your old articles in your new article. So you have your spreadsheet, you have your keywords there. So you'll copy that keyword on the spreadsheet, go over to your new page, do your control F there, and then see if the keyword in the existing article appears in your new article at all. When you find a keyword match, review the text and see if it makes sense to add a link to that old article. If it would be a benefit to the reader, then add the link to the old article in your new article. And then just repeat that process. So look at the next old article that you have in the spreadsheet, see what keyword it was that you're targeting for that article, then go to your new keyword and just do a control F, just do a find to see if that keyword appears in your new article. Okay, and then step three, you'll want to add links to your new post on the old articles. So this is just exactly the opposite of what we just did in step two. And depending on the size of your website, there are two different ways that you can go about this. So manually searching each page will yield more accurate results. But there is a second option, which is more realistic when the content on your website has grown and you need a solution that scales. So we'll go over both of those options. The first option is manually searching for the keyword in old articles. So what you do is you go to that spreadsheet that you put together of all the URLs and keywords. Open every single URL in your spreadsheet, and you can open them up in new tabs by holding control or command while clicking on each link. So I just go down the spreadsheet row by row and control click on each of those so they're all opening up in a new tab. So you'll just go to your first tab that you opened up. That'll be the first page in your spreadsheet. And then you'll just do that same control or command F so that you can search for the keyword that you're targeting on your new post. And if you find a keyword match, review the content, see if a link to your new article makes sense. And if it does, add a link. Then you just repeat that process. So you go to the next page, that's your next old article from the spreadsheet and doing a search for the keyword that you're targeting on your new post and just trying to see where you can add a link. 
So that was the manual version. Now we'll go over option two, which makes a little bit more sense if your website has just too much content to be able to do the option we just described. So you can perform a search in Google to find your linking opportunities. So you'll go to Google and you'll perform a site search. So I'll explain what that is in just a second. So you'll perform a site search for your website with the keyword you want to target. The site attribute restricts the results to the URL you input. So in this case, if you do the site attribute with your website, all of the URLs that Google provides in the results page will be restricted to only your website. And then as part of the search, you put your keyword in quotes. And that will bring up results from your website that rank for that keyword. So this will give you the top pages that you should look at to see if it makes sense to add a link to your new article. And looking at the full article link is going to be the best way to see how to format this site search attribute. But I'll explain how it works real fast here. All you do is in your Google search, you type in the word site, S-I-T-E, and then a colon and put in your URL. So no spaces in it, in any of that, just site colon URL, and then put a space, and then in quotes, you put the keyword that you wanna target. And then lastly, step four. So step four is add your new article to your spreadsheet. So you wanna keep your spreadsheet current. So when you're all done, make sure that you add your newest post to the list. So you'll add to the URL, and then that keyword that you were targeting on your new post. And then before we wrap up here, let's go over a couple of tools that can actually help you with your internal linking. So first is the Google Search Console. In the Google Search Console, you can view your top linked internal pages. To access the report, go to links and then click more under internal links. This report shows you which pages have the most internal links. The top pages will likely be the more popular pages on your website. So those pages would be good spots to add links to your new article. And then conversely, the bottom pages with the fewest links are articles that could benefit from getting a link in one of your new articles. And then the other tool that could help is the Yoast SEO WordPress plugin. If you're using WordPress and have the Yoast SEO plugin installed, you can see this info right on your post. You can see internal link information right on your posts or pages menu. So on the right-hand side, you'll see two columns with numbers. There is a column for how many internal links are in the article, and then another column for how many internal links in other articles link to this one. So that gives you a nice at-a-glance idea of what pages could benefit from internal linking. So hopefully this helped give you an idea of what internal links are, why they matter to you, and how you can start adding them to your website. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this, please subscribe. This episode was brought to you by ClearPath Online, a DIY SEO tool for your website.